the facts behind this case, I'm keeping them not in the forefront of this case. This is something that's been bathed over with prayer, much fasting. <laughs> Freudian slip, Freudian slip. It's so obvious you're not keeping the facts at the front of this case. You're speaking on both sides of your mouth this entire time. Hi guys, welcome to The Church Split. My name is Will and we have Brian with us today. Uh, real quick guys, we are, we're doing a special episode for you. We're doing a rebuttal to a church up here. But first and foremost, I would like to thank you all for being a part of us, being a part of this little group here. And I'm gonna ask you guys not to like and subscribe to The Church Split. We are a garbage channel. And instead you should go to a channel that has tons of truth posted on it Go to Bible Baptist Church of Charlevoix, Michigan. That's their YouTube page. The link will be in the description below. They have so much truth posted on their page. It'll blow your mind and make our little group here look sadly pathetic. Yeah, they will own us. They will own us so hard. So with that also being said, I have a, uh, we're doing a new thing now where we want to start giving you guys some credit who are engaging with us in the community. So my favorite comment of a recent episode on Pride Month was by Scott Perry, my man. Uh, we even message each other from time to time. Now that I'm thinking about it, I didn't even look at the name until now, really. <laughs> but Scott, good to see you here. Uh, you said in my in our Pride Month and pandering video that Bill Rees would be so proud of your suit, bro. And next time, display a Coheed and Cambria album. <laughs> yeah. Now, the thing is, is I wanted to keep wearing a suit because I want to be a proper MOG, uh, man of God, and be taken seriously especially today, because there's a reason I am here dressed up for the occasion. Uh -oh. It is time, Brian, that you are recognized for all the hard work you do behind the scenes. Yes, you're, you, are, you are the man. Finally. Finally. In recognition, I, the man of God, will bestow upon you as the theologian shaped in my in image. You have been shaped in my own image. I have turned you into a pupil of mine, and now you too spit fire. So I would like, on behalf of the RFP network, I would like to give Brian James Bodie this honorary doctorate from the RFP network all for right. all your hard work and dedication. And I want you to understand something, Brian. You don't have to write any dissertation. No Sweet. book. No, no books need to be read. I just need you to continually spit fire, even if it's ignorant and has nothing <laughs> backing it up. Do you understand? Is it, yes, I do. Is this accredited? This is not accredited. This is okay, honorary, good. which is better because it's coming from a man of God. Yeah. It's not influenced by the government whatsoever, so it's Exactly. Better. So because it's not influenced by the government, you know for a fact it's true. I got to update all my screen names tonight. Yep. So Dr. Bodie, we're going to put your diploma here on display. <laughs> so obnoxiously in the middle. Let's put it right there. And that way, everyone knows that you are Dr. Brian Bodie from here right. on out. We'll keep this posted in the office, and it might move around sometimes in frame and sometimes out of frame. But I just wanted your work, hard work to be recognized. It's about time. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a doctor, but it's very Bill Reeves of me to make sure I give you said doctorate Yeah. and not claim one myself. And I put minutes into editing this all the time, and I put hours into the memes. <laughs> so you can probably tell the quality difference. But. <laughs> oh. Awesome. So with that being said, that brings us to our next point. Sorry to get changed real quick. I wanted to exit my man of God status because I don't want anyone to take me too seriously. All right. Uh, so what we're doing here, guys, is we're actually doing a response slash rebuttal 
to Bible Baptist Church and their live stream that they did uh, because uh, some recent developments have taken place. Brian, yeah. do you want you want to you want to share a little bit at all what's going on? Yeah, we uh, we got in touch with these two young men. Um, they were going to this church, IFB Church up in Charlevoix, Michigan, and uh, they uh, started asking some questions to their pastor about. Um, King James onlyism, and I don't, I don't remember exactly if they knew exactly that the church was King James only, but they had been asking some questions and been kind of pulling at that thread a little bit, going, I don't know if this holds water. So I think they've been very respectful to their pastor, asking him some questions, asking him to defend some of the positions. You know, I think all pastors should welcome some some good, thoughtful discussions on some biblical issues. And even though I wouldn't call this necessarily a biblical issue, but we're talking about the Bible. Anyways, uh, it unraveled from there to the point where um, the pastor asked them to resign from the church. Not just anything. So this is why I have nine episodes, and it will continue to grow on King James Onlyism, because... It has now gotten to the point where it has surpassed just being a preference and is now uh, considered an essential doctrine, so much so that if you are not a King James Onlyist in the IFB, that they almost consider it the same as denying the deity of Christ, denying salvation through faith, or even uh, de denying that God exists in general. It's considered right up there with the rest of them because if you do not agree with this, you cannot be part of the church. A few other things here. Um, their names are Micah and Julius. You'll hear them in this uh, clip, so no sense of trying to keep that censored. But the thing is with this is that you'll notice, so Micah was raised in IFB, uh, and he was, you know, his family's IFB. But then Julius, he comes from uh, admittedly a more um, cumbersome background, and he was brought into the IFB from the outside in. And he was living on church property. The church was, you know, took him in and let him stay there. But because Julius disagreed with the King James Onlyism, and he went to his pastor multiple times over multiple hours with questions, and none of them could answer his questions regarding King James Onlyism. So therefore, if you can't defend your own position, mm -hmm. you can't get mad when somebody doesn't agree with your position because you can't defend it. Yeah. So what ends up happening is that Julius becomes non-King King James Only anymore. And then he is told that he's going to have to find a new place to live. So you have a young guy early, in his early, early 20s, a young man, who is now essentially going to be homeless because he's not a King James Onlyist. And, of course, the only verse that comes to mind with me is, of course, what you do unto the least of these, you've done unto me. Mm -hmm. Here's what's funny about this as well, is that this was live streamed on their church. So what they did, it, so what Pastor Phil Green does is that he asks these young men and he forces them to resign from the church and then makes one of them homeless. So he now even denies it. Yeah, he was gaslighting on Facebook. Yep, he was saying, nope, that never happened. You're crazy. That, he never said crazy, but he was denying it outright. And what they did, because I had commented on this video soon after it went up, showing how the pastor was speaking out of both sides of his mouth, instead of, of course, repenting, he took down the video. But luckily, you and I anticipated such a move, and we downloaded it. Yep. So what we have is exclusive footage and uh, this is going to be a great time. Now, you guys who are watching on YouTube, um, the camera uh, um, at their church does not move down. And the pastor does move down to the floor. And Micah and Julius are talking on the floor, so you won't really see them. So we're going to have to go by audio here. But you will hear every word straight from the horse's mouth. And then we'll also have evidences with screenshots that the pastor is denying this. And now the question is, of course, people are going to ask, why are we doing this? Is this just to cause trouble? Are we just here to punch people in the face? No. My point is, is that I want to expose how this is idolatry. The King James only position is 
idolatry. It is worship of something other than God. Because if it really truly was about Jesus Christ, you would not take the King James position as as equal with the deity of Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. And I think, you know, the whole point of this channel is, is pushing and talking about unity in the church. And there are issues in the church that cause division that shouldn't. And this is a prime example of a topic that causes division, and it shouldn't. These two young men should not have been kicked out of their church, forcibly resigned, whatever you want to call it. They should still be in church because this isn't an issue to divide over. And they're even accused of being divisive just because they're seeking the truth in this matter. Yeah, just because they disagree, they're accused of being troublemakers. Also, it is worth noting here that um, Micah and Julius went to their pastor on this, right? Mm -hmm. They asked him to back it up, and when he couldn't, he just kicks them out. And when I say resigned membership, I'm not saying that they... um, it was just, oh, you, you can't be a voting member anymore. They literally say in this clip, and you will see, that it is the last service that they are allowed at and welcome at until they change their mind. And just so everyone's aware, I do have Micah and Julius in studio here with us on the other side of the camera. So, guys, want to give a quick shout-out? Say hi. Hey, guys. There they are. <laughs> All right. Um, so what they did is uh, I, you know, they reached out to me to talk to me about some of the issues, and my wife and I decided that we, we had a spare room, so they're going to move in. So now they are my new roommates, and they're awesome guys, really great guys, mm-hmm. great heart for the Lord. Actually, very. they've been taking a lot of this a lot better than I thought they would, um, at least than I would. I, I've been in similar situations, and you know how spicy I am. Well, um, I think there's such, a, there's such a tendency that when the church acts so erroneously and so anti-truth— that you could throw the whole baby out with the bathwater and be like, I'm done with church, I'm done with these church people, I'm done with Jesus. If these are the people that follow Jesus, then I don't want anything to do with them. But it's so refreshing, you know, talking to these young men, that they are so excited for Christ, they're so excited about theology and doctrine, and I think as much as we're going to kind of talk about how this was a bad incident from the church, I think this is a great um, turning point in their lives. And I think it's really cool to see what they're going to become. I agree. I'm actually really excited as well. Um, they've been here since Saturday. And ever since then, we've ha- hardly had a nor- like a conversation about quote unquote normal things. We keep talking theology. They're very hungry for it. They're excited for it as they should be. And that's how you and I talk all the time anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at church, it was great. The uh, church, they talk about First Thessalonians chapter 2, which talks about being God-pleasers, not man-pleasers, and it all fit perfectly for them. So <laughs> um, thank you, Lord, for being good. And let's just talk, before we get spicy and do our normal thing, I do want to say that God is good and God does have a plan. And it's been very evident with what's been going on with them that God has a plan. So I want to. So we're going to watch this, and we're going to respond to this. And I am not going to necessarily hold back my thoughts any more than I normally do. But uh, this kind of behavior is so disgusting. This is literally why we call ourselves the church split, because there are church splits, or people divide in churches over stupid tertiary things. They still believe in Jesus Christ. They still believe in, in the preserved word of God. And I know the King James only person is like, you don't have to believe really believe in the preserved word of God. Yes, we do. Stop straw manning. If you actually understood textual history, you would actually know my position. But most of you don't. You just rattle and ramble and say absurd things but and we look forward to all of you in the comments because it'll be a lot of fun (laughs) yeah come screech at me you leftist wait what (laughs) sorry come get triggered all right joking aside um honest to goodness let's go ahead and get rolling enough of this intro you knew this day uh, many many years ago and lord you know the future uh you know next sunday you know uh, down the road from now, and Lord, you know, I do not like gatherings like this, and we need your help and wisdom in this day and hour. And Lord, help us live our lives to honor and glorify you. Help us to stand forth that which that which is right, and 
1 Timothy 4.12, be an example of the believers in word and charity and conversation and spirit and faith and purity. Lord, we ask you just to help. In Jesus' name, amen. This time I've asked Julius and Micah to have a declaration. Would you come forward and... So before he gets into having Julius come up and speak, so he's already asked the, essentially, right, I think the kids to leave the, the sanctuary. And uh, I don't know if you caught the verse he, he prayed about, but it was... Second uh, Timothy 4.12, let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example in speech and conduct and love and faith and purity. Also want to make mention that I also am not an anti-King James only, so I got my King James only. Well, my King James, right there, so... I can read it from there, too, if they So like. pretty. Continue. <laughs> I just wanted to be extra for a second. Um, I'm here um, this evening to, well, before I get to this, let me say why. I want to say before I end up <clears throat> doing this. So. so this evening I'm here on the regards of pastor he wanted me to do this you know before the church and with that being said it was like um you guys probably been seeing my facebook posts you know recently or stuff that's posted on social media and with that being said i don't regret anything that i've said on there you know i'm not taking that back but i do want to say this that i did out of love did out wrong for respect and with this i'm saying that what i do believe before i go to the heart of the matter um, if you're a true Baptist, you should know the fundamentals of the faith and the Baptist distinctive. But, you know, we believe that, you know, being biblical authority, which we do have, you know, don't call yourself a you know, Bible believer if you do not believe, you know, biblical authority. Um, a, I do believe, you know, the autonomy of the local church, which means independent, we're not, you know, governed by the government. P is for the precept of all um, believers in Christ. As you have to know Christ your Savior, which I believe that you, know, you can't be you no know, part of the priesthood if you're not saved. I believe in the two ordinances. I believe in the elder. Uh, I mean, not, I mean that's later. I believe in you know, baptism after salvation, and I believe in communion for those who are only saved. I believe in individual uh, soul liberty meaning that you know, the Holy Spirit guides us into all truth by his word and by prayer and direction. Um, I believe that, uh, I believe in the, no, the S, no, um, save, <clears throat> baptized church, no, me no, membership. I believe in the two or, uh, offices, which is no, elders and deacon. And lastly, I believe in separation of church and state. Also, I believe in the five middles of the faith, I believe the deity of our Lord Jesus Christ, you know, the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, the Holy Spirit. A couple of things to mention there before you get into the fundamentals of the faith, which we should totally do an episode on sometime. Uh, so he first, that's Julius speaking. So he gets up there, uh, Pastor, the pastor, Phil Green, asks him to come up. I'm using pastor very lightly here. Um, he he asked Julius to come up. Julius, it, it, first off, um, he, they had talked to us because they were actually very nervous because the pastor asked them kind of last minute, like, hey, tonight at church, I'm going to basically ask you all to resign. And I, I, I will, real quick, I want to read the text message. And this is to Micah and Julius in a group chat. And we will have the screenshots up here for you to see. 
He says, if you still feel strongly that the KJV isn't the perfect word of God, I will give you the time, at, I give you time at the end of the service to make a simple declaration stating, I can no longer be a member of BBC due to the Constitution stating the KJV is the word of God, for you don't have to elaborate. You don't have to elaborate or apologize. Sound acceptable? First off, it's sad. Don't, don't ever use the, like, this is why people actually do need to understand. Like, the IFB separates themselves so much from the world. I don't think you realize that the acronym BBC is not a good acronym for your church. I didn't think about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not a good one. Guys, stay off of Google. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just don't do it. I, I just see that. I go, why? Uh, so due to the Constitution stating the KJB is the word of God, you don't have to elaborate or apologize. Sound acceptable. So keep in mind now, he's just like, hey, if you're not a King James Onlyist, uh, go up there and I need you to state this. And then Julius responds, I believe this is Julius, uh, I have one question. Why does this need to be public? Micah, is that you or is that Julius? Julius. Okay, well, I was right. Thank you. Uh, because it is a public matter, also because it is a church family matter. And Julius goes, I'm referring to telling everyone my stance on the King James. So Julius is just asking for clarification. Why is my mm -hmm. stance on the King James a public issue? Yeah. It's my personal stance. It is not a group stance. Uh, he goes, I don't have a problem going up there and telling the church I'm re resigning, re resigning my membership, but I don't understand why I need to tell them the KJV part. He's just because I it, at this point, Julius and Micah understand the fact that the church does hold the King James up to an idle position. Mm -hmm. So this is probably just saving some headache, man. Yeah. Like, why does this have to be public? Because as soon as I do this, it's going to be my I'm going to be eaten alive and I'm kind of stuck in this building with all of you. He goes, I don't have a uh, then pastor says, because it is in reference to your church membership. Why are you rescinding? Not more immorality, not drugs. You believe the KJV to be a doctrinal reason to separate. Now, notice how he said this. You believe the KJV is a doctrinal issue to separate. Who's the one who reached out to who to separate? Yeah, the pastor did. The pastor, not them. He didn't say that as a reason to separate. Pastor Phil Green is, and now he's gaslighting and saying, no, it's really you. Uh, so there's that. And then also he goes, be, um, not immorality and not drugs. So you're admitting that this isn't, if it's not immorality, yeah. immorality is immorals. Yeah, so it's, it's not issue. a moral issue. So if it's not a moral issue, then what is it? So there's the, there's the contradiction there as well. A uh, preference issue. Yeah. And then uh, Julius just goes, I don't believe that. It, I don't believe that, but okay. You know, he's just being like, he's like, I'm kind of done with this, but fine. And then Phil Green goes, you are right. And what that should have said was BBC Constitution <laughs> believes it to be a reason, not believe it to be, uh, to be, but okay. So now he's even correcting him here. He goes, I don't believe it to be, but okay. And then he's going, no, no, what he really should have said is BBC believes it to be a reason. Yeah. So now keep in mind, note it. First text says, because if you feel strongly that the KJV isn't the perfect word of God, so he said, if you feel this way, but then he goes, well, because you find it a reason to separate. And then he goes, well, he admits that, oh, it's the Constitution that says it, that it's a reason to separate. So it's the church that says it, but he's telling them that it's a reason for them to separate, that they believe so. Yeah, and we asked Mike and Julius, too, about what exactly does the Constitution say, and it actually doesn't say the King James. Yeah, they probably changed that It just that talks now. about they believe that the, the Word of God is inherent. And yeah, I imperfect. guess Word of God, i.e. King James, is what they probably should have in there. And then Micah responds uh, and says, okay, for sure, I get it, but I don't believe it has to be public. I don't think there is scripture saying it does. 
and he's dead on accurate. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's that. Uh, also, uh, to clarify, in case people, uh, with Julius's speech there, his point was, he was bringing up the Baptist distinctives, which is, uh, it's like in an acronym for Baptist, biblical authority, autonomy of the local church, priesthood of the believer, two ordinances, individual soul liberty, and saved baptized church membership, and two offices. The reason why he did this is when we talked, I was, you know, he's like, well, I'm still Baptist. I'm just not King James only. I'm like, well, then make sure they understand the fact that you still hold to those Baptist distinctives. Uh, many people know I probably don't hold to the Baptist distinctives perfectly, but uh, I have a little, lots of little nuances of things. Uh, I'm like, mm, no, not quite. But the fact is, if you're Baptist, then those are your distinctives, and that's okay. I think the funny thing is, if anyone from their church had been just watching the start of Julius's speech, where he's just going through, this is what I believe, they would have been saying hey men and you know being all excited and come on in brother we love you you're that's you're awesome you stand for truth yeah they, it would have been all pomp and circumstances great because that's exactly what they believe he believes what they believe yeah and then he then he goes can you imagine if he was like preaching a message on the baptist distinctives and he would be getting amens and hallelujahs all throughout it that the variety goes but i don't believe the king james is the is the uh one and only true word of god for english-speaking people and you see everyone like flipping tables finally at the end just goes to show the fact that they hold that way higher than they hold their own historical distinctives. Mm -hmm. Anyway. It's an idol. I, yep, it is an idol. So um, now Julius, what he's doing here is that he's doing the next thing that we had discussed too, which is important, that he makes sure that he shows himself not a heretic. I believe in the fundamentals of the faith. So he talked about the deity of Jesus Christ. So we can go ahead and move on from there. Holy Ghost, I believe in the virgin birth. Without that, you know, we couldn't be saved. I'll be in the blood of torment. I believe in the bodily re uh, resurrection. And last, um, lastly, I believe in the er inherency of the scriptures themselves, meaning that they come from God. I said all this to say that that I'm not going away from the um, back to the distinctives. I'm not going away from the fundamentals of faith. But I will say this, where I say on the heart of the matter is, when it comes to the King James uh, Bible, I have nothing against it. But I personally don't believe that it's the perfect word of God without any infallible whatsoever, you know, errors. I believe that there are some errors. Uh, I did a lot of study. You know, even the scholars and the translators even said so. So I'm not going to say I know more than, and, uh, more than the translators. That would be stupid me to say. <laughs> but with that, it was like, I'm still going to use my key things, no Bible. But I'm not taking the keys AV. KJV only stand. I was like, uh, I believe for me, we're on to do so. Um, I think it's either first or second Timothy tells about uh, three sixteen tells about that all scripture are given for doctrine. I mean, inspiration of God and it's for doctrine, reproof, and correction. And with that, you know, being said, I'm resetting my uh, membership here at Bible Baptist Church because it's in the Church Constitution that you have to believe that the King James Bible is the perfect word of God without Aaron infallible or stuff like that, which I do not believe. I, I believe it's a great translation. I got nothing against it, but I'm not taking the KJV only uh, position. If it's something that me, Pastor, has talked about for months and many long hours. But with that being said, I like, no, so love you guys, but this, um, you're sending my membership today. But I also want to say where I stand biblically, I'm not going away from the fundamentals of the faith, and I'm not going to um, away with the back to this um, distinctives. So thank you, Pastor. 
Okay, real quick, let's respond to that. Very well said, very well articulated. Yeah. Um, these are my fundamentals of the faith. These are the fundamentals, and historically, the fundamentals of the faith that all Christians should be united on. And notice too, in, in, a, very, in a few minutes, he's gonna be accused of, of being divisive and trying to divide the church. And, but notice how he just said, he has no problem with the King James. He thinks it's a great translation. In fact, uh, he was even told today, because he, he posted that he got uh, an ESV Bible, and he was told today that, oh, of course, the first thing you do when these people uh, bring you into their homes, they get you a new Bible, which is, of course, the great uh, the King James people are always looking at a conspiracy. Uh, guys, I'm not anti-King James. I have one right here. It's actually a really fancy study Bible. But there is an error. He says, I do believe there are errors. I'm just going to read one. All right, Revelation 16.5, I have a video about this already. I heard the angel in charge of the waters say, just are you, O holy one. Who is and was for you bought you brought these judgments. Now in the King James it says, and I heard the angel of the waters say, Thou art righteous, O Lord, which art and wast and shalt be. Uh, the King James uh, removes O Holy One. Oh. And if you look at the Greek, it is O Holy One. But they harmonize it because other parts of Revelation says, and who was and shalt be. So they said other other times, and it got harmonized here. And there's actually a whole commentary of uh, why they did this. They actually knew the fact that they they translated this er erroneously. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to make sure we point that out. Uh, Which yeah. doesn't take away from being able to use the King James oh. to get souls saved and to bring people to Christ. Seriously, that. It was harmonized. It, it made it a little bit more interesting. But you know what we still have? We still have the Texas Receptus. We still have all the Greek manuscripts. We can go back and we can see, okay, well, what did the actual Greek say? And we also have other English translations. We're so lucky to have all these English translations that we can compare and contrast. And I would say we have too many because we have some garbage ones. But here's we the thing. We do have some garbage ones. When you're coming into, and I say here's the thing, and Tabby's going to make fun of me for this later, <laughs> but whatever. Uh, so when it comes to translations... People don't understand, like, this is such an American problem because mm -hmm. when they talk about King James only, because we speak one language, so we're all about that one language. But here's the thing. When you actually understand other languages, you know the fact that you can't ever translate something perfectly or 100% every time. For example, my wife and I are both fluent in American Sign Language. If you put us both up there to interpret a song or, or a message, we would both be interpreting. We'd be getting the same message across, but we'd be using totally different signs or signing methods to do so to get that message across because there's multiple ways to convey a meaning, mm -hmm. right? Uh, in Spanish, there's that phrase, I don't have hair on my tongue. It means I'm not a liar. Well, if I'm translating that and someone in Spanish said, I don't have hair on my tongue, I could say, I'm not a liar. Or I could translate as, I'm being honest. Either way, it's a, it's, a, it's a figure of speech used to say, I'm being honest or I'm not a liar. Yeah, the principle is conveyed. And the languages aren't word for word identical, so you have to essentially translate concepts. Yep, so you have to go, okay, here's the, the definitive meaning of the word, and then here's the, um, here's the actual meaning of the idiom. So anyway, language is far more complicated than the King James only us want to make it out to be. But I just wanted to point out that Julius is not a heretic. He, in fact, is a, is a brother in Christ. He, he emphasized the fundamentals of the faith. And the very fact that what happens here is gets ridiculous. So well, let's go ahead, and because I think he's passing the mic off to Micah. Yeah, Micah's coming up next. Mike to Micah. Mike, Micah. <laughs> well, basically what Julius said, like, yeah, well, yeah, he went through all the, fun, the seven Baptist distinctives. I wholeheartedly believe in all of that, and I wholeheartedly believe in the five fundamentals of the faith. But at this point in time, from all the study I've done from both sides, 
I cannot stand to believe in the KJV only as position. I believe it's like Julius said, a great translation, but I can't stand 100% on it. So, so, yeah, have to resent my membership too. So they, they both said it. So again, just to reiterate, Micah just goes, yep, everything he just said. <laughs> Baptist is, uh, totally Baptist is, totally fundamentals of the faith. I just can't stand on the King James only position. He says he has nothing against the King James. And again, if you're an honest person, and what people don't realize either, I'm sorry, I'm talking so much about King James onlyism, is that the King James only position, uh, literally in a little bit, in a couple of weeks, we're having David Palman on, and he talks about this. You cannot defend the historicity of the King James and be King James only. If you're King James onlyist, you are denying swaths of manuscripts and even the oldest ones. And historians agree that the older they are, the more reliable they are, and the more we can definitely confirm that the events happened. But you say it's all, all these older ones are corrupt, so you throw them out, and therefore your textual line stops. And you don't have some close to the first century. Yeah, go high-five all the atheists you just gave a good argument to. Yeah, if that was actually the case— if that was the case where we had nothing going as far back as we do in history and those texts were truly corrupt and they were terrible and we all of us Christians equally threw them out, atheists would have a heyday with that because it would truly be a faith-only position. And this goes into understanding biblical faith. Understanding biblical faith is not just blind faith. It is not. It is a good reason to trust. Mm -hmm. It is When I put my faith in God, do I blindly put my faith there? I mean, people might go, well, we walk by faith, not by sight. Yeah, get with the metaphor there, people. <laughs> um, no. Uh, th wh why is it that God all the time said, I, the God who what took you out of Egypt? He was saying, did I not do that? Okay, if you can trust me with that, trust me now. You have good reason to trust me because I've proven myself. Yeah, otherwise, why would he say that? Yeah, exactly. And, and what did the prophets say? The God who took you out of the land of Egypt. They're all pulling God's resume saying you have good reason to trust him. So if you go, well, we just have to take it by faith, well, then your position is no better than the Muslims because that's what they have to do with the Quran. If you yeah. go back and study Uthman and what Uthman did with the Quran, you'll understand that we, we have the same exact argument as the Muslims now. We have a really old religion, and we can kind of trace our texts, but our texts stop because we call it corrupt. Uthman literally thought the Quran got corrupt, so he burned all the Qurans and had his own revised one and sent it out through the empire. And to this day, that's what the, what Quran, the Quran is. They have no clue, and they have to take by faith that Uthman got it right. The only difference is with that example is the, the translators of the King James said, this is not the only translation. <laughs> yeah, because it's like almost like they almost knew the fact that, like, look, people are worshiping basically the Geneva Bible. Mm -hmm. So let's make sure we Vulgate. make very – what? Or the Vulgate. Or, yeah. Let's just make sure that people understand that this is not the one and only and that this should be done regularly and written in the common tongue. And uh, to this day, King James only has ignore the, fa the very words of the translators. Uh, and you can read it, guys. It's just like it's, I think it's just called "To the Readers," I believe is what the document is called, and that's what they put it right there at the beginning. So anyway, that aside, let's hear what this pastor has to say for himself. Yeah, get ready for some gaslighting here. I like you how know, we're on the pulpit. Importantly, and it was good. Um, you say, why is this all important? Well, important to know where we stand as a church and in, in the doctrine and purity of our membership, and so. Uh, 
for, for them, this was actually- Real quickly, I wanted you to mention, Dr. Bodhi, I want you to understand that what he just said. I'm listening. The purity- of the, the membership. purity of our membership. Now they're making it, he's making it an issue of purity. Like, <laughs> you have to be one of us or you're out. This is cult. This is the definition of a cult. Mm -hmm. If you do not agree 100% with us, you're out because we have to keep us pure. That is what the Jehovah's Witnesses do. They do. That's exactly what I was thinking of. I am going to encourage you. I don't agree with him politically, but look up Chris Stuckman. He's a famous YouTube guy. He does movie reviews. And listen to his hour-long testimony of leaving the Jehovah's Witness Church. And it is going to be so identical, it's jarring. And no, remember, what, what does the Jehovah's Witnesses say? You can't question the watchtower. Mm -hmm. Do not question the watchtower. You can't read other sources besides the watchtower. If they do not agree with that watchtower, you, they are off limits to you. They are heretical. Does this not sound familiar? If they're not King James only us, yeah. you cannot read them. If they're can't not King James only us, they're God. heretics. What? Can't question the man of God. Yep, can't question the man Just of God. substitute can't. watchtower for man of God. Yeah, or, go, or if we go this way. Oh, those Catholics, their they're papal infallibility, it's, it's evil, it's wrong, it's taking the place of God. Well, if you disagree with the pastor, or you disagree with the church's constitution, or you disagree with the King James only position, you're a heretic and you need to be kicked out. It is, it is the same thing. It is cult behavior, and it's funny because the IFB probably hates the Catholic Church almost more. They literally call anything that disagrees with them Catholic half the time. He actually brings up the Pope in this. Exactly. And it's funny because it's like, oh, congratulations. Hi, pot, I'm kettle. I think he probably realized how hypocritical he was being, but he didn't quite know how to yeah. navigate it linguistically. Then he go, yeah, yeah. He, well, <laughs> the thing is, it's, it's telling that he knows it's hypocritical when he takes it down when he was called out. Mm -hmm. um, also worth noting here is that he says this came, I want you guys to understand all of this right now, what he's saying. This came as quite a shock to them. And he's reiterating the Constitution and the purity of their membership that you have to be a King James onlyist. Go. And remember, Julius said that he'd been talking to Pastor for months and hours because it was in our constitution. They hadn't read this, and so uh, some of this they have believed for a while. Uh, but they um, now, with it being vocalized, now with it being public, um, it just needed to uh, be vocalized that they um, basically I can no longer be a member of Bible Baptist Church due to the constitution stating King James. Just wanted to quickly blurb this in there. They've held this position for a while, but they, but now that it's been open, so now that they're being open about their position. I just wanted to make sure I picked this apart for two seconds. Go for it. Well, apparently, your heresy is okay in private. <laughs> that is kind of the IFB mentality, isn't it? Yeah, well, because they were quiet about their heresy, we didn't do anything. Kind of like, you know, half the other things that they tend to ignore in the IFB. And I know why people like Tommy McMurtry that'll watch this and Matt and one of his co-hosts and whatnot. Hey, Tommy. Hi. Um, we're not saying that all the IFB does, but this is a common theme in the, like, a huge percentage of the IFB. So if you don't do this, awesome. You shouldn't. <laughs> you shouldn't be this way. If you really believe something is heretical, then you should treat it as heretical, whether it's private or public. And we know you're all independent but please stop making the exact same defensive argument. And if we're making fun or calling out one IFB church and you're like, we're independent, stop it. Okay, well, you're independent then. Stop getting offended. Move on. <laughs> Not your church. <laughs> no, no, it's true, though, right? Um, so then the other thing here is when he – so he, first off, he's saying apparently heresy is okay in private, right? Like, oh, well, 
you know, now that it's public, it's a problem. We talked about that in our abuse episode. Like, this mentality of keeping sin a secret, not mm-hmm. saying this is sin, but this idea of keeping it a secret just fosters this duality of uh, this you live a dual life, right? You're like, okay, well, I'm going to be my church person at church, and I'm going to be my normal, sinful, worldly person outside of it. And as long as those two don't meet, you're good. Exactly. And then also worth noting here that <laughs> this is what disgusts me about it too. They sat down with you for hours and asking questions, and they had got him to even admit that he can't prove to them his position. And if you get to that point, and you are, and you have, they are going to, because these guys all of a sudden they're hearing the counter arguments, and they're going, oh. And it's a scary moment when you're when you're raised a certain way, and you feel that security blanket that you've held onto for so long fall from underneath you, and you go, oh my goodness, how do I how do I handle this? I don't know what's true, what's not. And you go to your pastor because you're like. Because in the IFB, it's like the pastor can fix your problems, even though he might not be able to. And you go to him, and then he goes, I don't know. <laughs> and then, But then your ignorance, you're making them pay for your ignorance. If your position is so powerful, it's so solid, it is so strong, and it's so just emphatically true, you should be able to defend your position without a problem, and you should be able to refute the counterarguments in your sleep. Yeah, you should know all the counterarguments. But they don't. They don't know the counterarguments because they haven't studied the issue. They've only heard they only go to Ruckman.com and think that just comparing verses is enough. Well, this one doesn't have it here. And we could do the same thing with the King James to the other versions. I, you say you removed. I could say you added. I, it's it's silly. Understand why these things are ver- these variants are there. And once you understand why, then perhaps we can have a conversation. But until then, if you just do me the, the verse side-by-sides and you have no understanding at all of textual history or how any of that works or textual criticism works, and I know they're going to be like, oh, Westcott and Hort defended that they were heretics. No, they're the one who coined the phrase text, uh, textual criticism. They coined the phrase, but it was happening long before then. In order for Erasmus to compile text into the Textus Receptus, he had to take 10 texts and compile them into one text. He had to do textual criticism. Eeny, meeny, miny, that one. Yes. <laughs> so that argument will not fly, and it's garbage, and if you use it, you should feel bad. It's become like a side hobby of mine to try to find the best King James-only argument, because i got to think that there's one better than what we've heard. So if you think you got it, please comment with it, because I want to read it. Um, I've All of them I've heard so far have been terrible, no offense, but they're just not good. They Circular just don't hold argu- up. Well, it is all begging the question fallacy. If your conclusion states your premise, that's a begging the question fallacy. Yep. Also, it's a circular reasoning. This is the one true word of God. Why? Because it says so. Where? Well, yeah, where? <laughs> when it says the word of God, you, is it referring to this book when it says word of God? Or is it referring to the word, the actual words of God? Well, it says the book. That's what I was getting today on Facebook, right? It says the book. You think Isaiah is really referring to a book? He was not even in the first century. He's like, what? That was written, what, 800, 900 BC? Yeah, everyone was reading that in 1500, like, well, can't wait till we have a book. Yeah, they were using <laughs> scrolls. Again, understand what a translation is. Book makes it easier for us to understand in our Western minds than a scroll. Oh, I think I'm done with my rants now. Keep All going. Right, well, let's keep listening to this. The Bible is the Word of God. Just want to be clear that you're revoking your membership tonight. This was not taken away by Bible Baptist Church. You, in a spirit of honesty, have come forward and um, have chosen to rescind your membership. There is no vote in the in the um, 
in the Constitution that says um, to accept the resignation of membership. I wish there was a clause or something like that. Kind of like the boss says, I'm not taking your resignation. Go back to work. <laughs> Pause that. Oh, yeah, I was waiting. Pause that, that bull crap right now. <laughs> that, first off, did you not pray that things should be done? Oh, wait, no, go ahead. Continue. I've, I'm in Revelation still when I was, dis- <laughs> when I was debunking things. I got to go turn again. Yeah, but he's, you know, he's talking about this is, a, is this something he doesn't want. Remember, we read you the text messages at the beginning of this. He was asking them to do this. This was all set up by the pastor. Julius and Micah were not asking to leave the church. They were not asking to separate over this. They were just asking questions and wanted to get some answers because this is a doctrinal position held by the church, like we all should. You know, we've in our Rhett and Link rebuttals and some of the other ones, we talk about how one of the big issues with the church is that they don't want to answer the hard questions. They just they say they want to stand on truth, but the second you you ask for the truth, they're like, well, you know. And here they're going, well, leave, <laughs> right? They're like, don't don't bring up that one because that one gets at our core cultism and idolatry. You have your verse now. Yeah, and then did he say to be an example in speech and conduct and light in love in faith and in purity? Is it not is that not your own words from First Timothy four twelve? You lied. This is a blatant lie. And the fact that anyone in the congregation is drinking this Kool-Aid is telling you that they're is telling me they're brainwashed. He just literally says that, well, this came as quite a surprise to them. And now, and I at, and then Julia says, Pastor asked me to do this. And then he goes, I wish I could say, I could say no and tell him no, get back to work. This is speaking on both sides of your mouth. You're saying, I need you to resign, but I wish I could say no, go back to work as if you have to do these things. And you don't. You could actually honestly go, you know what, this Constitution is unbiblical, and we need to re-talk about, we need to revisit this, this Constitution. Because here's the problem with this. And this is what I said. Uh, a person reached out to me and said, well, you know, that it is part of the Constitution, and if it's part of their Constitution, then they are bound by their Constitution and therefore must follow it. Not if your Constitution is unbiblical. You are a church. Act like it. Your, your actual principles are the word of God. If you can't prove the King James only position or you th- don't think it's worth it, or and guess what? It's not in the Bible. You can't prove in the King James that the, that the King James ever re- is referring to itself. Okay, You can't prove that. There's no verse that says God's going to preserve a perfect English translation. But with that being said, you are f- enforcing an unbiblical thing at your church and make it a member, uh, not a member, but uh, an issue of separation. You're saying it is time to remove myself, remove these people from among us for our purity. And here's the thing. If, again, if you're, a Christ, if you're a Christian and you're a church, your church should stand on the pillars of truth. And if you can't prove your position that it's, and you're making a mem- uh, membership issue, you have an unbiblical position, and you are no longer a church that stands on the pillars of truth. You're one that is sitting on lies, and you're a disgrace, and you are now siding with darkness. Let's be clear here. We have a heart for pastors that have difficult situations, and we do not like it when pastors are attacked for terrible reasons. And we don't think we're attacking the pastor here, but we are calling out um, some untruth here. And I think this is why Paul talks about how a pastor needs to be above reproach. Because this is dangerous. He's he's essentially disqualified himself as a pastor because he is now lying to the congregation. He is sitting and standing in front of church, speaking out of both sides of his mouth. That is not being above reproach. 
Right. And this isn't a situation where, hey, you know, the pastor didn't respond well in the moment, but then later on changed it. This isn't a, uh, you know, uh, maybe that was poorly worded. Yeah. Um, I had one person accuse me of lying as a pastor once because I didn't tell them a piece of information they thought was vital, and I didn't think it was vital. I told them the conclusion, and they're like, okay. Then later on, like, what? You didn't tell me that. I'm like, I didn't honestly think it was important. Like, you were trying to lie to me, and I'm like, no. I, why would I tell you now if I was trying to lie to you? So I have a heart for pastors because I know how difficult pastoring is. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. I've, I've experienced it. I've gone through church splits, hence the name of the channel. I've, I've experienced a lot of crazy stuff in the church. I have a heart for pastors. But I also, because of that, have grown to despise lies and despise pastors who abuse their power. And I'll take this a bit further than you. Maybe, ooh, I don't want to drop your doctorate. Oh, man, that was almost Whew. disaster. You almost were no longer Dr. Bodie. cut that out so people see that that wasn't at risk. <laughs> so... I will, I'll take this a step further than you. I am kind of attacking the pastor here. You've disqualified yourself, and you have thrown the least of these out of, your, out of your door. You are disqualifying yourself, and you need to openly repent, or you are unqualified for your position. And we are, we are very much okay if you repent and say, you know what? Yeah. I was wrong. If, if you say you're uh, – cool. cool. Will, if I'm, you say you're wrong, we will film another video and tack it at the end of this one. Yep, and let people know that you did, and we'll give you grace. So anyway, I just wanted to make sure I was clear on that. Like, no, you know, I, there's a t- point in time. You know, Ephesians 5.11 says literally to have no association with the works of darkness, but instead expose them. If you're making a guy in his early 20s homeless because he slightly disagrees with you on a translational issue, I'm sorry. You're, you're, you're siding with darkness there. You, that, that type of thing is what pushes people away from the faith entirely. Because a lot of times they'll throw the baby out with the bathwater. Thank God literally thank the Lord that Julius has a big enough heart to not lump that in. And thank God that Micah is able to go, you know what? I might be the only person in my family that it lives this way, but I'm willing to take that persecution and move on and t- pick up my cross and follow him. We're and trying to follow, we're trying to follow Galatians two here, right? This is, we're trying to act in the same way that Paul acted to Peter. Did he call him out publicly? Did he chastise him for, for separating from other members of the church for unbiblical reasons, for ungodly reasons, yes. And uh, was there a big audience? Well, yeah, you all read it. I don't care what translation you read it. You read it, right? Paul calls out Peter pretty harshly and several others along with him. And we're all still reading that public attack, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, and Peter repented. Yep. (laughs) And keep in mind, but when people say sometimes, we get this once, once in a while, that we go too far. You know, you guys are a little too mean. I'm like, I actually, I'm, honestly, I'm holding back half the time. Yeah, we could be a lot meaner. Yeah, no, way meaner. Micah and Julius are in the studio. They can vouch the fact that they know how we can be. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to make sure I point out here, though, that uh, remember the Judaizers? Mm-hmm. They were the ones saying that people have to be circumcised in order to really, truly know God. And it's kind of the same way. Like you have to know, you have to be a King James onlyist in order to really truly know God. It's the same idea. Yeah. It's a tertiary issue that you're making a big deal because it's been cons- consistent with your tradition. Faith plus what? Faith plus King James version, apparently. Yeah, apparently. In order to become considered part of the body of Christ, you need to have faith plus King James. But then, what does Paul say about the Judaizers? I wish they wouldn't just circumcise. I wish they'd just go the whole way and cut off their entire genitalia. That's Bible right there. That is Bible right there. He's straight up like, cut off your junk, bro. I'm done with your cop. I wish they'd just slice off their junk. See, we're being really tame. 
We haven't said anything like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have never said that one of y'all should castrate yourselves, okay? That, those are the oh, words of Paul. We don't want you to do that. We just want you to repent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So call, consider me far more gracious. Um, there's there's no clause in there. Uh, the boss refuses to take it. That's not that's not in there. Uh, we want you to stay. We want you here. Section three point oh seven termination of membership states like letter E, a member may resign at any time. That's their prerogative. That's their membership. There's not a two week notice. <laughs> there's nothing like that in there. Uh, that's the prerogative. Section three point oh eight restoration of members. Any member dropped from the rolls may be restored to membership with a church vote upon evidence of genuine repentance and reformation. All persons that are dropped from church activity membership to inactive membership can be restored by a testimony to the church. For instance, if somebody wasn't here for six months, <clears throat> consecutive six months without any services, um, their, their status changes from active member to inactive member. Um, and then there's, there's other ways to deactivate your membership and anybody that leaves and goes to Texas or anybody that leaves and goes to Alabama or Arkansas or wherever, uh, those folks that have left uh, can come back to church and have active membership upon, and what I'm saying is the door is open to be re-members again down the road. Um, no, thank you. What I am saying is there's a different process for those that, that um, have been church disciplined. Uh, these, these young men are not church disciplined here tonight which is the case um, that would have been the case if they would not have rescinded their their <clears throat> membership. <laughs> that you all hear that? <laughs> that is so key to this whole thing. Well, we didn't force them, but we would have. <laughs> well, you didn't force them. You were just telling them that they have to. And I told the guy here's when they first told me, I was like, I wouldn't go. I told him there's no way. It's unbiblical, and I'm not standing before people. And then Julius is like, here's the thing is I live in church housing. And he's like, in my days, I already know our number. They've already hinted to that. They haven't given me numbers yet, but that I already know that. It's like, so they're, I'm going to have to go because I live in the church housing. They've also like essentially demoted them beyond the person that doesn't go to church for six months, the person that moves out of town. Like they're like, oh, they can come back. I mean, they can come back and, you know, with a testimony, they can be restored. But... Church discipline. Not unless you're King really James church, only, though. They were really church disciplined. I'm just making. I'm just humiliating them and bring them up here, making an example of them before the flock. But then, so uh, what? Well, you, you, you. I had a chain of th train of thought, and you ruined it. I what ruined it. it. Well, the other thing I would say while you're trying to recover your train of thought is the whole idea of church membership is like a legal thing in the United States. This is this is to protect these organizations so they they can't get sued. This is a legal contract. There isn't. A Bible verse that says, make sure you have your constitution for your church and have your member roles done in such and such way. That's that's not a Bible thing. That's a that's an American legal system thing. And that's why a lot of churches added some parts to their constitution so they wouldn't be forced to uh, marry gay couples, for example, a right. couple decades ago. That's what I was going to say. So Julius was like, I live in church housing, so I have to go. Otherwise, it'll, be, it'll make it even worse. It'll probably kick me out tomorrow, which actually you can't legally do. They have to give you 30 days. But then Micah, I was like, all right, Micah. And then Micah's like, well, also my parents make me, like they say, you have to go to church if you come here. Also, 
I'm not going to leave Mike, I mean, Julius to do this by himself, so we'll just do this together. I was like, good, good on bros. you guys. Way to be bros. Yeah. Like, going going down in flames to the end. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact they have to go down in flames for a translational position uh, is kind of sad, it's honestly. The most gracious flames I've ever seen anyone go down into. The most <laughs> what? They're gracious. They're being super kind here. Yeah. They, oh, yeah. yeah they, and they could have been fiery. I think I would have. I probably would have been my normal Mike droppy self, but good on them. Good on them for showing humility. So what I'm saying is the different process for those that are church disciplined, uh, the church has to vote uh, them out of the church, whereas they rescinded their membership, they don't have to be voted out. This is, uh, this, in this case, I want to be very clear. This is very important. He's purposely creating this technicality mm -hmm. since they, they volunteered, quote unquote, in other words, since he was like, you better do this. Otherwise, you know, other measures will be taken. If you don't do this willingly now, we'll force it. This is a way that he's doing to cover his butt. Mm -hmm. This and this becomes it becomes important what he says online here in a minute. I just want to make sure we're clear on this. He's trying to create a false distinction here, as if he wasn't pressuring and forcing them from behind closed doors. And as he's even stated here, that this is a church discipline. Although the Constitution says that, oh man, the boys were actually quite surprised, uh, indicating he's dropping hints all throughout here that this was not. Uh, an off-the-cuff kind of thing. Yeah, and you already read the text messages. This was all his idea, not Julius's, not Micah's. Yep. Here, they willingly resign, therefore do not have to be removed by a vote. Um, however, if they had not resigned, uh, their membership here tonight, this meeting would have been different. There it is. Uh, they would have been under Section 305, which is discipline of the church for causing division. You can... <laughs> Cause division, disunity, discord. And <laughs> you almost did a spit take. <laughs> I forgot he said that. They would be kicked out. A vote would have to be taken to kick them out for causing division because you disagree. And you could be quiet about it. But because you disagree, you get kicked out of the church for division. I, causing division. Easy to test this, right? So Micah and Julius left last weekend. Like you said, they came to a different church. Surprisingly, they didn't cause any church division there. It's almost like the division wasn't following Micah and Julius. It's the church in Charlevoix, BBC, Bible Baptist Church. They're the ones that are dividing. They're the ones that this pastor came up with them leaving, came up with the separation idea, made this, made this topic, this idolatry, a reason to separate. They're not causing division. You heard it from their own words. They don't have a problem with the King James. They think it's a great translation. They just don't hold to the onlyest position. So they're not holding to the exclusive position. That does not make them the ones that are dividing. Also, it's worth noting here, I really want to point this out, that, yeah, they didn't cause division there. And that since they didn't cause division, they are humbly standing there, and you are still going through all this. And also, people in the IFB say all the time that this sort of thing never happens. I mean, how many conversations have you and I oh, had yeah. with people? Oh, yeah. people oh that doesn't happen. That. Oh, you guys are making stuff up. It's not like that. And I'm so glad they live streamed this. And I first thought it was an accident. Like, oh, they live streamed the service. They totally must have forgotten to take it off. The boys found out later it was done on purpose. So that way they could have an example of remembrance of, of that, that they could repent. And then, of course, they got, they got taken down because repentance didn't matter later, apparently. <laughs> so before you guys go in the comment section and tell us that we shouldn't be um, rebuking 
this church publicly. They publicly live stream this. Yeah. You're watching their public live stream that we downloaded before they got a little bit nervous and thought maybe IFP sermons might start playing some clips and took all their videos down, but we got it. And uh, it's a very public thing. It's been happening for a while. Um, it's a very public thing, and therefore, according to our Constitution, is dealt with publicly. However, I don't feel like airing out dirty laundry. Like, like Julia said, there's been some tough public, and we're not going to go into that. We're not going to go uh, into uh, any of that tonight. This meeting has a three-part goal. Number one, to hear from Julius and Micah about their resignation. Number two, to make it very understood uh, that it is a, um, not a discipline issue. However, it is a resignation issue. And if it hadn't been a resignation, it would have been a discipline issue. Therefore, this makes this, this service tonight their last service at Bible Baptist Church. There it is. Until their beliefs change. There it is. Until their beliefs change. It's their last service. I thought we were just worried about membership here, not that they can't actually attend the church. Yes. And also notice, he said, because it would cause, they're causing division. But who is dividing from who? You say this all the time. You can want to work in unity with the IFB, but the IFB doesn't want to work in unity with you. Case in point, you have it on video. Yep. And even the guy said, I don't think, because they were like, since you believe this to be a, a thing of separation is what... Uh, Pastor Phil Green said, and they both were like, uh, no, we don't believe it's an issue for separation. And he's like, ah, oh, because you still think it's an issue for separation. Just doubles down. There's no honesty here. It is only meant to slander and protect your own butt. And it's really pathetic, and it's a cowardly tactic. Congratulations. You can push around guys half your age, and one of them that was depending on you for housing. Do you feel like a real man now? Do you? I mean, do you feel stronger? Do you feel like a better pastor? Do you, do you think you really looked out for those who really needed it, looked out for the oppressed and the poor and the lonely and looked out for the, the needy? And uh, did you, Do you really think you did the right thing, honestly? Think about this for us. I mean, I hope you see this, and I hope you feel ashamed and disgusted with yourself because this right here, this is cult behavior. And this is why, by the way, that the IFB is dying, and I hope it dies a miserable grave. I'll say it on here. I'm sick of it. Drive the IFB needs to be reformed and changed completely it's because this cult-like behavior is only hurting the cause of Christ. It's destroying the gospel, and all it does is it questions the word of God and whether or not the testimony of Christ is even authentic because people like you throw people out of their church for merely having a small disagreement with you. Good night. You know— I, I don't know. It makes me honestly question salvation because you shall be known by your fruit. It just makes, it's like, is your faith authentic? Is it even authentic where you can't show grace and peace? Even if you were right, like let's say the King James was the actual true word of God, even though it's a terrible position and is not historically verifiable in any way, shape or form. Let's say that's true. It's amazing because, you know, God didn't, Christ didn't throw the woman at the well or the woman caught in adultery in John 8 out. And she was caught having sex. And you're over here like, oh, you disagree with the King James position. Wouldn't somebody show grace and, be and teach and just take them alongside you and hope that they come around? How many people have, like, fallen off the rails for a few minutes and somebody came along and just mentored them back on the rails? This is, this is why people have a hard time taking the church seriously. And I know I come off fiery and just, like, pissed off about this, but I am pissed off about this. Because of this, it's... It gives us a bad name, and I'm so sick and tired of knowing the God that I know, a God of judgment and wrath. I'm not all fluffy and feels, by the way. A God of judgment and wrath and love and grace and, and 
the IFB throws the love of grace out the window entirely. But here's the thing, is that the judgment of and wrath will be upon you. Because remember, whatever you do to the least of these, you have done unto me. Congratulations, you played yourself. We can move on. Well, I just want to challenge anyone who's going to be in the comments here trying to argue the King James-only position and how, and how fervent you are about how right you are about that position. I want to just ask you, have you ever argued with that much vigor for the truth of the gospel, for Christ? Or is it over, only over these preferential issues? If you find yourself only arguing over these preferential issues and you're never really trying to bring new believers to Christ through the gospel— I think you really need to check yourself. Absolutely. You are in the wrong waters. You are not doing it the right way. That's not part of sanctification. Facts. Change in accordance to what our Constitution agrees, and they are reunited with us doctrinally. The clear evidences of dissension is not... not we're not going to the Facebook post. I'm not going to uh, the podcast or, or their speech. Because you'd lose. It's from the... From the um, very fact that tonight they have rescinded and broke fellowship by removal of membership. Oh, they broke. So the third goal on on this um, first goal is to hear from them. A second goal is to make it distinctive that we didn't kick them out of this church. We love them. We ah. care about them. Rewind again. See and, text um, messages. Uh, the evidence here of them rescinding their membership um, is the reasoning why uh, they are leaving. Uh, the third goal on a positive note, we've heard from them. We understand as a church that um, we, we love and care about them. In my heart of hearts, I believe that everybody in here probably could have five or ten minutes of speech on, um, on you know, how much you care about them. They don't, they don't m believe that everybody does, but I believe that everybody does care about them. Um, my heart of Micah and Julius, you're in the studio. Let me ask you a quick question. Have you ever said anything that people don't really love and care about you in the church? Somewhat, yeah. yeah. Okay. Just want to make sure. Probably because of their actions? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So more like because possibly being cast out of the church but being told that you chose to separate and Julius making you homeless? No. Okay. That probably makes you not feel loved, right? Oh, yeah. Because, you know, love is usually something that we show, not something that we just say with hollow talk right okay just wanted to make sure i clarified that yeah i just the whole thing just doesn't come across loving and the fact that then after all this then the pastor goes on facebook and tries to gaslight and tries to lie about this whole situation even further that's not a loving thing to do if you love someone you don't lie about them you don't try to manipulate other people into thinking poorly about them that's not a loving thing to do if you did that to your wife You'd, you'd be chastised for it. Also, so I was going to bring this up at the end, but the, uh, we'll pull up the screenshot here now. I had posted about the fact that somebody asked me, hey, well, uh, what's going on here? Like, what, why are the guys, like, who are these guys? Why are they in your house? And I was like, well, long story short, they're no, they were no longer King James Onlyist. Their church was King James Onlyist. They, the church kicked them out, and uh, one of them was made homeless, and Micah left by his own uh, volition. And now here they are, and we're excited to welcome them. And then... Pastor Phil Green comes on here and says, not true. They both resigned their membership. 
And I simply responded with, entirely true. You texted them and asked them that they resign. In your very live stream, which you have all now been witness of, you admitted that if they didn't choose to resign by forceful request, you'd be forced to take other measures to do so forcefully. So take your gaslighting elsewhere as you kick young people out of your church for having a small disagreement over your KJV idol. Oh, and basically you made one homeless. That's okay, though. We're happy to help. And then I post, I, uh, Julia says, I have screenshots of what he said. I'm like, ooh, send them. <laughs> so I sent them. And a bunch of people that I was surprised even chimed in at all that uh, I was didn't even know were following were like, yep, how does it feel to be caught lying on, fa- on social media blatantly? He didn't and he, reply. <laughs> and he never responded because cowards will always run from the truth. I think that's Bible right there, too. That's Bible right there. The wicked flee. Read that in Proverbs and stick that in your pipe and smoke it. All right? Uh, maybe a little bit out of context, but we'll still go. No, no, it says the wicked flee. That's actually within context. It's a proverb. The wicked flee. Parts, I believe uh, that uh, there's not one person here that wants to see them go or will be glad that they're gone. Therefore, in a good by send-off form, I would like to have folks come to the front and shake their hand, give them a hug if appropriate, let them know to their face that you do care about them and you understand their responsibility to resign and that you'll be praying for them. Julie, Julius wanted to say something. Here's the mic. You're going to have to get close. Um, he said in this video that nobody in the church wanted me to leave. But I'm not going to drop names because I want to be be nice. But there was an older man in that church that I had to sit with, and he was not ready for this conversation. Pastor Phil, this is being recorded, and I talked to you about this. And so if, if you go and try, try to say that this conversation did not happen, I will go on here publicly, but I'm doing now, and call you a liar. And this man liar. But there was somebody in church that got so offended because I asked him, was the 1611 Bible uh, preserved or the 1769? And I told him, that if you just believe, believe this because your pastor told you all your life and you didn't obey 2 Timothy 2.15 to go out and study for yourself, now I say you are a fool for the fact that if you have not gone and studied uh, so, study to uh, so yourself approved. And this man, if, you know, I, I think the, I don't know if the post got deleted or not, but to make a long story short, he said that he was going to leave the church because of me because he was so offended when I told him if he had not gone out and studied to show himself approved. And I told him, I was like, you don't have to worry about leaving the church. Um, Pat, no, I just talked to pastor anyways, and I, I have to leave anyway. So you, I, was, I told him, that you can stay. You don't have to leave. But I just want that to make clear that somebody, you know, somebody was going to leave the church because I, you know, I, no, he got mad because I called, called, this, uh, called him out on his sixteen eleven or seventeen sixty nine and got mad that he could not prove it or gone out and study himself uh, approved. So thank you. Wow. He <laughs> <laughs> heard it straight from the horse's mouth. Somebody's going to leave the church because of Julius's position. Someone else wanting to cause division, right? And I think that's really cool of Julius to be like, no, you don't have to leave. I'll leave. You don't have to leave. I'll leave. I'm gone. Stay in the church. <laughs> I'm out of here. You love them and uh, that you'll be praying for them. So is this perfectly clear? Is there any questions before I proceed to the hugging and the kissing and the snotting? Yes, Miss. Did you guys get kissed? Okay, good. No kissing. This is the IFB. We don't believe in it. A lady's asking. No, it's a church. Question. It's the church's choice. A lady's asking a question here. Correct, but not sowing discord. Not sowing discord. Not sowing division. It's a two two separate things. If I went to the Catholic Church and started picking on the Pope, Told they you. wouldn't have me around very very long. 
There it is, folks. If I started, if I was a Catholic and I started picking out the cat, uh, the Pope, I wouldn't be around very long. So you are literally equating questioning the King James only position to the Pope. Thank you for making my point. Well, we you, all know the Baptists came from the Catholics. The honorary Catholics. That's what. <laughs> oh, that's another T-shirt. <laughs> honorary trendy and honorary Catholic. Check back the merch store later. That will be a shirt. That's gonna be awesome. <laughs> Sometimes I, my genius amazes me, you know? <laughs> You're a genius. I'm a doctor. Oh, sorry. I apologize, Dr. Bodie. I bow before your <laughs> greatness. King James only. I believe in Baptist Church here. And we are going to hold fast to that as long as I am here. And uh, fast to and I could lies. be happy to talk to anybody about the facts behind this case. I'm keeping them not in the forefront of this case. This is something that's been bathed <laughs> over with prayer. Much fasting. <laughs> Freudian slip. Freudian slip. It's so obvious you're not keeping the facts at the front of this case. Because you're speaking on both sides of your mouth this entire time. Oh my goodness. That was just that was gold. I was trying not to cackle. That might I, be the trailer for this, actually. That, <laughs> I'm trying not to keep the facts at the front, okay? My my feelings don't care about my facts. <laughs> hey man. Hey man. Can I get an amen? Amen. That's right. <laughs> I love having this live in studio audience I know, this thing. Is, this is, we need to do this more. This is awesome. I'm actually really enjoying it. Well, they this. live here now, so they can just react to all the videos. <laughs> yeah, at least we have no two people actually watch the show. <laughs> yeah, we got at least two. You guys still have to go on and watch it, though, so we can get our view count up. <laughs> <laughs> and watch counsel. I talked to several preachers this week that um, that said this is – for our good, you got it doesn't bad feel advice. good. None of this feels good. Wonder but why? This is something that needs to happen. I'm so sorry. I can't stop talking. <laughs> He's like, it doesn't feel good. So you went to other people. They say you have to do this, and you're like, oh, they, they said it's the right thing to do. It doesn't feel good. You know what that could very possibly be? I'm just going to go out on a limb here, but it could be God's law written on your heart. The fact that you know this is wrong, but you're doing it because. You've been so indoctrinated and so brainwashed, and you have all this peer pressure from all the other cultists that you can't think for yourself, so you're going to make somebody else be damned instead of your own, yourself. No, you have no backbone and no spine to stand up for yourself. They're independent. Of course you didn't get any. Oh, yeah. Those from other churches. I am so sorry. You're right. They're independent. They totally do not associate with each other. Oh, goodness. Good call there, Brian. It's hard to keep this all straight, guys. <laughs> it's like well, water is wet, but it's not. Doctrinally as a church it is. and um that's just how we're any other questions this gets good yes mrs Thompson. um so right now julius is in, in services and stuff like that and he's not breaking any of the thing i'm did you put your 115 in tonight put his rent in tonight so um he'll probably this coming sunday break one of the house rules and so we're gonna do what the ministry says and stuff like that and so we'll give him some grace as we don't expect him to be kicked to the curb um but we'll uh help him uh with a timetable and we'll work on that with him a timetable to get kicked to the curb <laughs> that's some grace right there <laughs> also i gotta point out that blatant like bull crap says so this sunday He's, so what, what they're saying is just since he's staying on church property that he is required to attend the church. And it sounds like he was paying rent. He even asked him, did you, or, did you put the rent in tonight? 
So they cash his rent check as they're kicking him out. Yeah, ex- ex- <laughs> <laughs> So then... Oh, there's the love of Christ. Uh, give me your alms. I want your tithe, not your body. Um, <laughs> so, Sounds like the Catholic Church again. <laughs> with the parallels, let's keep growing. Um, although I'll say at least the Catholic Church is actually pretty open and honest about their positions. They really are. So here's the other thing uh, to point out here. He goes, since this Sunday, Julius will be breaking one of the house rules. So then we're going to have to figure out a timetable. He's breaking one of the house rules. Okay, you cannot have your cake and eat cake and eat it too. You cannot say, "Oh, you know, you can't come here. This is the way it is. You can't come here. You got you can't be a member. This is the rules." And then also say, "You're breaking the rules by following the rules I gave you." This is a damned if you do, damned if you don't scenario. This is why I said you are disqualified as a pastor and you're a piece of garbage right now, and I hope you feel like a miserable human at this moment. And I want you to repent. I really do. I want you to repent. But right now, this is the definition of unrighteousness. This is the definition of being destructive and being evil. What you're doing here is evil, and what you've done is evil. And then what you're, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, we'll take your money, but, uh, you know, mm, you know, I'm just going to say... Here's the rules, man. You can't come back. You can't be a member. But also, here's the rules, man. You have to stay there. But you're breaking one of the rules now, even though you're breaking that rule because you're following this other rule. And if you started following the other rule, you'd be breaking the other rule. Ha! I got you no matter what you do, except for the fact that it makes you a liar. It makes you a two-bit liar. And what do you expect a 22-year-old man to do when he's like, oh, man, I've been – I come from – you know, my, my background's a little, little crazy. I, I come here for grace, and I'm staying here, and I, I, I'm wanting to grow in the Lord, and – what do you expect him to do? And what do you mean I kick him to the curb? Well, we work out with him on a timetable before we kick him to the curb. That was a great point. Yeah, you know who's showing grace? It's Julius not going to the news and talking about them kicking out someone out of housing illegally. Exactly. He just came to the church split, which is arguably better. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> and if you have any questions about that, please come see the pastor about that. That's a very good thing to understand and, and, and know. Um, and something to, to be concerned about. And that's pretty much it. <sighs> My blood pressure is high. And remember, be angry and sin not. I, I, I'm just spitting what, it's, what it, Scripture would say. And there are so many verses I could pull. If I have to pull these verses to prove the fact that this is unrighteous and unjust, uh, you don't know your Bible. This, it, it's just disgusting. At the very least, I hope that the next time this comes up for this church, they think twice about this level of division for something so minuscule. And I know you guys think this is a big issue, but it's not. It's not. Because you can't prove it with Bible. You can't. And you can't prove it with textual history. All you do is you show comparisons between what one verse says in the NIV and, or, oh, this verse is missing. And you don't even ask the question of, wait, what if my King James added that? Hmm. Never thought about it that way. In order to defend your position, you have to lock arms with the agnostics and the atheists and say, we don't believe in any textual history, but we believe this, is, this and for 1,600 years there was no Bible, and now we have it. Yeah, because God, ridiculous. Need, God needed 1,600 years to give it to Europeans. <laughs> it's, it's, such a, it's such a Western view of it. Like I hate so much that you're proving all the left-wing stereotypes about conservatives true. That's, I hate that the most because it's like, no, no, no. Conservatives aren't really like that. No, they're a lot more logical and fact-based. And Oops. Apparently some of them aren't, and 
I hope you guys change your ways. Well, also, I mean, and I won't get into this because I'm going to have both of these guys on for an interview individually here soon. And Julius is going to discuss a lot more because they were right, raised in like almost a Ruckman kind of circle-ish. Not like crazy, right? Not like insane Ruckman, but Ruckman-ish. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Ruckman was a blatant racist. And the crap that Julius has had to put up with being in that circle. And I've said this before. Um, there's a reason why a lot of the IFB people who, people who left the IFB end up jumping on that woke crowd. Because they've seen so much racism in the IFB that they instantly projected onto the rest. Like, oh, man, yeah, these people are pointing out racism. I've seen a lot of it in my life in this small group of 30 people in this church. They must be right. Instead of going, no, 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 the IFB and these weird racist types of Christians are also a very small minority compared to the rest of them. Mm -hmm. uh, but because you exist and because you're loud and because you're obnoxious and you say stupid things and you are bombastic about dumb, like King James onlyism and you throw people out of your church for it, but then you forcefully make them resign so you can try to win on a technicality, although you really shouldn't text if you're going to try to do that, by the way, because <laughs> it just, it's, it's 2021, man. You, you should get a Snapchat so they can't keep the history. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so instead, what, you know, uh, what happens is that you allow those stereotypes to still exist and be labeled and those stereotypes be ripped out and just plastered all over the rest of the conservative Christians out there. And uh, it's really doing us a disservice. You're making us look bad. Stop it. You're hurting the word. Yeah. The, the very word that you're saying that you want to divide over, you're hurting. Yeah, the one you're trying to protect, you're actually disqualified. Yeah, you're, you're, you're doing the exact opposite of what you think you're trying exactly. to do. Exactly. Now, I know I've said some uh, – normally, uh, you're the one uh, – like, what was it when you said to Rhett on uh, that one day, that yeah. leave it to the big boys? Yeah, I got a little bit spicy there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been a little spicy tonight. Um, and I'm going to say this. I regret none of it. I, I really – but he, here's the, my true heart. And Pastor Phil Green, if you watch this, and I kind of hope you do, and I kind of hope your ego is still slightly intact, but I want you to repent. I'm saying this stuff because I'm speaking very boldly here. I'm speaking. Remember what uh, IFB people claim that we non-IFB don't know how to speak with fire and brimstone yeah, and say it the way preaching. it is. This is me saying it the way it is. You're disqualifying yourself. You're making us all look bad. You're a liar and you're a hypocrite. And you are the definition of a whitewashed tomb. And none of those are things that can take you out of the grasp of Christ, but you do have to repent. Yep, well, you need to, you need to turn away, and you, these boys, you owe them an apology. And, you know, I, otherwise, I hope until you realize the error of your ways here, I hope not a single person walks into those doors of that church to be ministered to because they very well might just be betrayed the way they've been. And nothing stings, ask, ask Christ, and nothing stings worse than the knife of betrayal. As someone who's been betrayed multiple times, I can say that that's true. And you took these people under your wing, and then you put knives in their back, and then you said, nah, -uh. you, you left, and then you gaslit them and lied to protect your own skin because you know that what you did was wrong. Just know really, what you don't. If you really stood on truth and you believe that you're right, why take the live stream down? Exactly. If you're so bold in putting up in the first place, why is it gone? I don't, and I think what it is that you aren't ready for the fact that there could be a community of people willing to help these these guys take care of these guys, and also you probably didn't realize the fact that they actually were friends with people who uh, are familiar with your game. I'm familiar with the IFB's game. I was raised in it. I broke out of it, and I help lead people out of it because I help them see biblically, historically, and ortho and through the lens of orthodox eyes. And through that, we can find unity in the church. And yep. that is our goal here. And you know, until then, uh. Yeah, I know the game, and I know how, and I, I'm just, I'm going to say, I'll, I know how to poke holes in it, man, and this is bad. 
and this is by far, I am very angry about this, but I'm also in a weird way thankful for it because this proves right here that what often happens behind closed doors does actually happen, that we aren't crazy for what we say. This proves exactly what I'm saying. So I have nothing more to add besides the fact that I really, really do hope that they repent. I really hope they turn away. I hope these guys get an apology. You know, I, the fact that, you know, there's, I think there's hurt, but they're handling it pretty well. Um, Julius has been on a Facebook tirade, but not in a hateful way, just in a way of like, yeah, like I'm sick of hiding what's true and hiding what I, who I am, and I'm just going to say it. I've been very happy about that. Mike is even starting to speak up for himself, and that's good because we need more people to show their teeth. We need more. I'm dead serious. Like, it's a big issue I have. Oh, love and grace, love and grace. Yes, love and grace, but also uh, Jesus overturned tables when necessary. Mm -hmm. Paul said, hey, you know, castrate yourself. I'd rather you castrate yourself at this point. He confronted Peter to the face. True Christianity has so much love and grace, but it also has teeth. And I'm glad to see people are starting to show their teeth. And I, I, I really hope that the uh, IFB either changes or dies. That's where I'm at. Does that make sense, Brian? Makes sense. Thank uh, you Dr. Guys. Brian well, Bodie, I apologize. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, make sure you use my title. I'm going to have to switch all my reservations for different things to make sure I put doctor in front. Yep. Because this, <laughs> this makes you about as qualified. Uh, <laughs> as the, uh, I literally worked under an IFB pastor who, re, who always insisted on being called doctor even though it was like an honorary one from a place with like 75 students back in the day i'm not sure if it's even open anymore it's just funny he was always like uh, doctor i was like okay yeah did you even write a dissertation like did you do the legwork because there's work in there that's actually the hardest part about a doctorate it is not the fact that you have to be super smart it's the amount of time that goes into theological uh doctorates man it's finding time to do it anyway that's the time for that when you're debating on facebook all day so yeah, and yelling at people for <laughs> and kicking people out for not being King James only. Uh, anyway, yeah, um, thanks for watching, guys. Thanks for I know we added some humor, but we also had added some truth here. But this needed to be addressed. We didn't think this could be. We can just just walk on by. This is a big issue. This is an example of what we talk about a lot, and this was all completely avoidable. Yep, completely avoidable. The unity of this church could have been kept intact if they didn't let tertiary issues divide the church. Exactly. So with that being said, guys, like and subscribe to The Church Split. Leave us a five-star review. Or don't. If you're a hater, go there and let's say something really hateful or even better, say something in the comments below so we can respond and we'll have a fun back and forth for a few days and you might regret all your life's decisions up to that point. And remember, best comment, it will show up in the next video. Yes, and leave a comment and you will, or possibly, it's a competition, who gets, uh, who gets recognized in the next <laughs> Church Split episode. So thank you all for watching. Take care. Pray for the church. Pray for unity in the church over truth and not unity or, or disunity in this sense over lies. Pray that the church gets united in truth so we can be a force for the gospel. And with that being said, take care and God bless.